Welcome to my channel. This is Mario Lord, also known as Real Estate Guru PK. On this channel, we talk about my real estate endeavors. We also have the top real estate producers and the top entrepreneurs in the country. Be sure to click the link below with Justin P with his Support Black Colleges marketing course. Also with Jason White's Crack the Code affiliate link, click that below as well. Also to support the channel, Weeble and One Finance, Chase Discover Robinhood and Public a stock trading app. We hope you enjoyed this episode. This is Real Estate Guru PK signing up. How y'all doing? It's another episode of my podcast. Um, we got a special guest. We got another co-host with us, Courtney. Um, we got Andre Haynes. He's like the king of NACA. He got like um, over a million dollars in portfolios in Chicago. He's talking about um, coming to Houston, getting some houses out here. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to start with your story. Um, Coming up in Chicago, Southside, like um, your upbringing. um, You know, you like you was playing basketball. You like Jordans, and then you you was a rapper too. Like just all that from from the beginning, from when you you was living with your aunt to like you know you did the research yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did the research yeah, okay yeah. yeah so um like I always tell people man um I started on the south side of Chicago I come from the Ida B Wells projects which are no longer there but you know that's where I originated from my family um you know that's where um uh, you know what I mean family tree started at essentially um wasn't you know what I mean brought up with the most of anything, didn't have a whole lot of financial literacy, you know, government assisted, you know what I mean? A lot of us, um, just, you know, the standard, you know, upbringing typically in like poor black communities, essentially. Um, I, my family was hit hard by the drug epidemic in the late eighties and early nineties, um, especially my parents, which led me to being adopted by my aunt. And my aunt raised me um, heavily and strictly in church. Um, and it provided me with a, um, really, really good foundation, but a lot of times it got in the way of things that I really wanted to do, those, you know what I mean, traditional teachings, and she was a real, real old school Christian. Um, but it still helped, like, build value and character in me that I, uh, you know what I mean, still, like, see to this day. And, um, yeah, man, from there, you know, I went on high school, met some really, really cool friends that, like, kind of, like, essentially changed my life with the relationships and things that I built through them. And uh, through one of those relationships, I was able to, you know what I mean, learn and start understanding about real estate and how real estate was beneficial and I began to build my real estate portfolio like you said through the NACA program. So um how would that that can, can we talk about that cost center job you had? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could definitely talk about the cost. How, how was job. that like how was that like for you? Uh it was tough man because essentially I went and got that job after I had to step away from, from my rapping. music career. Yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying? So it was real tough. How, how, how humbling was that? Uh, probably the most humbling experience I ever, like, you know what I mean, dealt yeah. with, essentially. Um, because mind you, I had friends who were playing ball at the time. I was rapping, doing shows with T.I., Fat Joe, like, sitting next to Jay-Z and Beyonce at the Final Four. Like, it was it was popping. Like, me and my guys, like, we was on for, like, some 22 and 23-year-olds at the time, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, once I realized that essentially the life that I was living was a facade because like I wasn't really making no money for real and shit, it just looked like it, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I had to sit down, man, you know what I mean? I was behind on all my bills, you know what I mean? Child support had started kicking in, beating my ass, just it was a lot, you know what I mean? And just like I had to come to the realization like, this ain't it, 
Okay, you know? so at that point you were like, "This is not my life." Yeah, I, is, it, okay. it can't be my life because okay. I'm just like you know way like I don't feel good like mm-hmm. you know what I mean like it look a certain type of way, but like right here like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying where mm-hmm. it really matter when I'm at home by myself yep. and ain't nobody around and I know I got an eviction notice on the door I ain't yeah. answering the door because the landlord knocking on the door looking for his rent money, like, that's when it really hit you. Like, no, nah, this ain't it, you know? Okay. And um, I had that realization. So after about, you know, 10 years, 12, about 10, 12 years of chasing, like, a music career, um, it took a lot, man, like, a lot, a lot for me to just be like, you know what, let me just go back. And, you know what I mean, reevaluate my whole situation. I'm going to go get a job. I'm going to leave this alone because I didn't put too much time, energy, money, everything into this, you know what I mean? Um, so it was time to step away. So I didn't give up on my dream of being wealthy. I just had to kind of pivot and figure out another way to get it. Was you signed to a record label? No, so I had my uh, own company, and I would have meetings, you know what I mean, with um, who I had meetings with. Uh, shit, I had meetings with Birdman before. I done had meetings with um, shit, uh, Interscope. Now, I got to ask a question. So you had a meeting with Birdman and all that good yeah. stuff. Okay, so did you see any type of foolery going on? No, so those the, was he trying to kiss? No, 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 no. See that kind of stuff. You know. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like that. So like it would be like professional meeting set up through my publicist or whatever. She like okay. you know, um, okay. they she had a relationship with the label or whatever. She like, man, I got somebody who I want you to talk to or whatever. But it was just like one of those situations where like I always wanted to operate as an independent. Like I. I grew up listening to Master P, Jay-Z, Dame Dash, like, you know what I mean? Ludacris, like guys who dated like out their trunk. So like, I always wanted to operate in that space. And people would tell me like, yeah, but you can do like a joint deal with a major, or, you know, whatever the case may be. So I was always going down that lane. So I always owned like all my masters and you know what I mean? Stuff like that. But I was always looking for like, you know what I mean? Partnership deals and things like that. And like you say, man, you just be glad that certain stuff didn't happen. Cause essentially I would have signed away into a slave deal. Exactly. And just mm-hmm. out here fucking up even way more than what I yeah. already was. You know what I mean? So, like, God worked in mysterious ways and kind of, like, led me away from that into something that was way better for me. It took me a little longer to get it, and it, like, had like God had to, like, humble me and sit me on my ass for a second, but it was necessary. You said something very important. You said that I didn't give up on my dreams of being wealthy. I just had to pivot. And a lot of us, you know, we're sitting in something that is not working, and we know that it's not working. How difficult was it for you to say, you know what, this is my dream, my rap career is my dream, but it's just not working for me? How difficult was Super. That it was yeah. super difficult because yeah. it's I'm a man, and it's like, mm-hmm. that's ego. That's mm-hmm. pride, you know what pride. I mean? To, mm-hmm. And, like, you you just putting out this image for so long, like, you it. Like, as an artist, you know how rappers is. Like, mm-hmm. you know, flashy, you know, mm-hmm. all that shit. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So now it's like. Motherfucker pull up to Dunkin' Donuts to see you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, at the cash register, like, bro, like, right. you know what I'm saying, under that act, so it'd be like, mm-hmm. that's a big blow to your pride, you know what I mean, and um, just, like, really having to, like, scale back what it was that I thought my life was gonna be, you know what I mean, at that particular time, was very, very, like, just, like, <sighs> depressing, you know what I mean, yeah. I went through a really, really dark phase, too. But um, I came out of it. Like I said, I had good people around me talking positively in my life, you know what I mean, speaking good things on me. And um, mm-hmm. and I just started looking up and Googling, like, all right, cool. Like I said, I didn't give up my dream of being wealthy. Like, how regular motherfuckers out here getting rich? People, like, mm-hmm. work nine to fives, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, everyday working motherfuckers. Yeah. Man, I went on the Internet, kept coming across real estate and the stock market, real estate and the stock market. Then um, I found the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and that book, like, just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. lit a fire under my ass and just, like, really changed my life. Just, mm-hmm. it was, like, 
the mindset for me, like more than anything that he spoke about having in that book. And of course, the other lessons, you know, what I mean, assets over liabilities and all of that kind of stuff. But the mindset piece was what clicked the hardest for me. You know what I mean? And it made me like shift like immediately because essentially what the book was saying was everything that you're dealing with right now in your life is essentially your fault. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And if you want something to change, you got to be the person to change. And it can't be looking around for nobody else to assist you, to help you. It's all on you, you know? And um, that's the main lesson that I got from that book. And from there, I just kind of like, you know what I mean, got my shit together, started reading everything under the sun, you know what I mean, as far as real estate, finance, the stock market, psychology, just like getting my like my, my mental health in order. Because like I said, I was in a really dark space, like getting my mental health back, getting my happiness back. And um, I just started realizing, like, yo, I'm finna do this. Like, so I just started saving all my bread, stopped buying mics every weekend, just, like, mm-hmm. really started sacrificing, working overtime, 50, 60-hour work weeks. Like, went back to school. Like, I really went crazy. And I did this shit for, like, probably two years, two and a half years straight, nonstop, like, while I was just doing overtime, school or whatever. Finished with my associate's degree, got that done. Um, read probably, whew, in that time frame, probably 40, 50 books. Um and I saved up about 10, 12 grand. And at that time, I told you I had met a lot of people through my NBA homies and whatnot. And this one particular lady just always showed me a lot of love, and we was always tight. Her name Kiyoki. So I called Kiyoki because she was the person that had put me in real estate school previously. And I'm like, man, I got some money. I'm ready to buy a house. And she was like, man, that's cool or whatever, but, man, you should consider a multi-unit. And I got the program or whatever for you. And it was cool because I had read the same thing in Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Assets over liabilities. Get you something that's going to pay for itself and you ain't got to pay for it all that. And what she was saying just made all the sense in the world to me. And she was like, man, look into this program called NACA. It's a program where you can go get you a multi-unit dre, no money down, no closing costs. They pay for your agent. They pay for your attorney. No fees, no PMI. And I'm just like, what? This sounds unreal. And she was like, I promise you, just go do it. So I checked it out, looked into it, signed up. Went to the meeting, man, and it was everything that she said it was. They repeated all of that same inf- information. It was like, we promise you, this is what we say it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, from there, I just kind of, like, you know, started my intake meetings and, like, meeting with my counselor or whatever and uh, kind of took off. Do you consider her your mentor? Majorly. Just, like, big sister, mentor, just, like, you know, angel. Like, she's, like, somebody that's, like, really heavy in my life and just always came through, like, when I needed her like the most, like whether it be with information, whether it be with money, whether it be with her putting me in school, like she just always did like to, you know what I mean, catch me when I'm falling. You need people like that in your life. Did you have any other mentors besides her? At the time, no, it was mainly Kiyoki, you know what I mean, just like, and she wasn't like no soft mentor, she was on my ass, like, you know what I mean, she she fired, like I worked for her at the real estate company, she fired me, you know what I mean, had to let mm-hmm. me go, like, cause you know, at the time, that was when the market was about to start crashing. It was like 08, 09, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And um, she had to kind of like shut her business down and kind of like recalibrate what she was doing. She had to let me go. And was like, man, look, you know I love you, whatever the case may be, but business ain't booming like how it's supposed to be booming. So you got to go figure this shit out, Dre. But at the end of the day, they don't mean I don't love you. They don't mean you can't ever call me, you know what I mean? Just like really like letting me know like it's all good, but this is just a business decision. And um, I didn't take it personally. And like I said, I went and started getting my shit together on my own. You know, me and her ain't talked for a little while. I just kind of like went into a space of just like solitude by myself. Like I said, when I started doing all that reading and like going to school and working all of those hours, I was just really like spending a lot of time alone and um, building myself back up to, you know what I mean, who I was supposed to be. And um, she played a major part in helping me do that. 
Did you have like homeboys like, man, this boy tripping? Like when you disappeared? No, because everybody knew what it was. You know what I mean? Everybody knew what it was. Everybody knew the space I was in. Everybody could see like the depression and the sadness. Like, no, nah, like, bro, want something. You know what I mean? And um, I would always talk about it. I would tell my guys like when I saw them, like when I got up with them, like, just give me a few years. Y'all going to see what I'm working on. Like, I can't tell y'all now because it's going to sound like unreal mm-hmm. is gonna sound mm-hmm. like you know what i'm saying you know how it be when you bring something yeah to your back. Gonna man, sound crazy. Go back. i build enough and it's like boy mm-hmm. what you talking about like fuck out you can do what right. like, you can't even afford rent like you know what i mean so um you know i just kind of like started doing it and then people started seeing it and you know what i mean when people see it that's when they really believe it and um that's kind of like when i went on this path for like all right cool i gotta start sharing this with people because this information is valuable, and in a short time, this shit has changed my life and essentially freed me up financially to be able to go do what I want to do, move around how I want to move around. Um, just, like, do a lot of stuff that I wasn't able to do previously, you know? How, how many mentees you got? Right now? Mm-hmm. You said mentees? Yeah. That's under me? Yeah. Whew. Um, Personal? Probably five. Um, just like people that I just, you know what I mean, I'm consistent with in my Instagram DMs, hundreds, like, you know what I mean? Like I, I constantly answer DMs and like, I try to help people as much as I can. Some people pay me to book, you know what I mean? One-on-ones, consultations. Some people I know, like, they ain't got it like that. So I try to, you know what I mean? Help where I can, you know what I mean? Um, I just try to like pull back into the community and help as much as I can. Um, I do youth events, you know what I mean? Talking to youth, uh, just a lot of uh, youth programs and just different stuff like that and letting people know that more than anything, it's about your mindset and the way you think, not necessarily your circumstances because you can make it out of any circumstances if you believe and think you can, you know. That's true. Speak the truth. Let me go ahead and uh, get the collection play because you're about to start preaching (laughs) in here tonight. Now, listen, you have mentees, you have mentors. What's the importance of being a mentor and then having mentees? Um, I think it's important both ways because you don't know everything and you never will. Mm -hmm. So it's always good to have people around you who know more than you, who are doing more than you, who are bigger in specific spaces than you, um, because those people can help you, you know, elevate and expedite your process a whole lot faster than you actually going through the experience yourself. They can be like, no, don't do that or no, do this. I did it before. I promise you it's going to work faster Mm -hmm. this way. It's going to slow you down if you do it that way. And that type of advice and those type of conversations are way more valuable than people think they are because it stops you from making mistakes. A lot of times mistakes mm-hmm. cost you money, mistakes cost you time, mistakes mm-hmm. cost you relationships. Mm-hmm. Like all of those things can be stopped with good mentorship. And I feel like it's important for me to have mentees and be a mentor myself because like everything that I've ever read and everything that just like, you know, just meant something to me, like just it was always talking about paying it forward and giving back. And essentially, that's what I want to do with the people who I mentor and, like, you know what I mean, the people who are mentees for me. Um, I want to help them as much as possible. I want to see them change their situations, change their lives, change their families' lives, their children's lives. Mm-hmm. These are things that motivate me and people who have helped me do, so it's only right that I pay for it, you know? Yeah, I like that. I like that. I was asking all my guests this question. Um, would you be mad if your kids um, didn't want to be entrepreneur and they just wanted, like, a nine to five? No, because <laughs> no, I'm, I'm straight. Like, I'm going to be straight. And I'm like, you know, I ain't going to be like 
typical black parent. Like, I'm going to make sure my kids straight. I'm going to be there for them. If they need some money, I'm going to do it. They need down payment on the property. I'm going to give it to them. Like, you know, a lot of us, we don't have that. Like, we have to, like, get it out the mud and figure mm-hmm. it out. And, you know, that's how, you know, the other side, that's how they do it. They set their kids up, you know what I mean? Pull money from their retirement, get them trust down fund, payments. Babies. Like, trust fund, like, you know, all of these different things. And I want to be that dad, you know what I mean? So, no, it's not going to bother me if my kids don't follow in the same path as me because, everybody just not designed to do the same thing. And I know this entrepreneurship shit ain't easy and it's not going to be for everybody. But I will teach my kids, you know, how to invest. Not everybody, you know what I mean, can own. Not everybody can be a boss, but everybody should be investing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I will teach my kids that. Um, Now, as far as them doing exactly what I do or wanting to go into real estate and start businesses, no, that don't bother me. You in stocks, right? Yeah. You in crypto too? Uh, Ethereum. What what you what you got? Like what, what stocks you got in? What crypto you investing um, in? Uh, so I I only hold Ethereum uh, stocks. I I'm heavy in tech. I love tech. So um, AMD, Nvidia, Amazon, Tesla. Um, I got a lot of um, like ETFs too. ETFs. Um, yeah. SMH. Who else I got? Of course I got Apple. Um, Square, which and they all getting their ass killed right now, but but you got in early though, you got in yeah. like ten years ago, right? Um, as far as all like my Apple and stuff like that, yeah. Um, some of the other ones, I'm still up, like I'm still up in my Tesla because I got Tesla, like you know what I mean, split. Oh, like what, a couple wait, years ago, before it was uh, before it was at six hundred. Okay. So um, I'm still waiting to drop below six hundred so I can add to that position. Um, I'm waiting on Amazon to drop some more so I can add to my Amazon position. Okay. But yeah, man, I'm I'm like. I've been, like I said, doing this for a long time now. Because like I said, I started back in, I believe it was 2015, like mm-hmm. when I made my first stock investment. And I just never really stopped. And then after a while, I learned about stock options. So that kind of like started helping me run the money up a lot faster too, you know. So who Can you can you tell us the process, the, the NACA program? I mean, the, yeah, the NACA program process, like when you got in there, talking to the dude, you know, you had the J's on, like that whole story. Yeah, for sure. So, um, like I said, I went to the to the meeting or whatever the case may be. They had like this four-hour um, introductory meeting where they kind of like talking to you about the program and telling you everything that's going on and like, you know, what benefits there are to the program and the rules to the program. So I did that. Then I set up, like I say, my intake with my mortgage counselor. And the first day that I had my meeting with him, uh, we hit it off immediately because I had on some Jordans that had just came out. Like I said, he was trying to get them for a son. And, you know, that's kind of like what, you know, sparked the conversation and started building a relationship. Because he was like, man, I was trying to get those for my son. How you get those or whatever? I'm like, bro, I got all the Jordans like, the whole time. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and um, it was just like, you know, a good back and forth. And then he was just like, man, I like you. Like, what's your goals? What you trying to do? And I told him, like, man, I'm trying to get a multi-unit. And um, I felt like this program was the best program to do it through. And he's like, it is, because not only do we, you know what I mean, offer the lowest interest rates, like, you know what I mean, it's no money down. Like, he told me all the other benefits or whatever, which I heard. And he was like, um, you can utilize that to get you a multi-unit, which is essentially, like, going to allow you to live for free and probably have some money left over if you do it the right way and buy in the right neighborhood where rents are good and all of that kind of stuff. And uh, I listened to him, and, um, you know, he pulled my file and all of that kind of stuff. And initially, out the gate, I wasn't quite ready. You know what I mean? I had, like, a car note or something like that that I needed to pay off. And he was like, man, you got all this money in your account. Just go pay that little stuff off. It's not going to count against you. It's actually going to help expedite you through underwriting faster because now your DTI look way better. That's that's debt-to-income ratio. He was like, that just look way better now because you don't have any debt. You know what I mean? Because that was just shit, I think, like, a three or $400 car note. He was like, that's money that can go towards your mortgage now, you know? And um, I did that. 
and from there it was time to go start looking he got me approved or whatever the case may be and um man i found me a four unit a brick four unit in a really nice um chicago suburb amazing amenities trains buses walmarts churches malls like everything that you can like really look for in a in a suburban neighborhood that's not really the city but it's like i say maybe 10 15 minutes right outside of the city and it's a popping location and it was perfect for me because you know with NACA you got to live in the property so three of the units were already you know what i mean uh taken and one was available for me and it was freshly renovated you know what i mean nobody had stayed in there um you know brand new appliances like stainless steel all that stuff i'm like oh that's perfect mm. yeah. um so I put the offer in, right? This the this the crazy story. So I put the offer in. I'm excited, bro. Like Uh-oh. they they accepted the offer and everything. And um, this same day, I'm on my way to a rich dad poor dad seminar, and um, I missed like five calls from my agent. By the time I got there, I realized, and I had to call him back. Mind you, I'm on a high. I just got a contract on my first property, man. I'm at this Robert Kiyosaki seminar. They finna pump me up and gas me up even more. <laughs> like you know what I mean? So like I'm turned. So. I called him back. I'm like, Dwayne, what's up? I'm going to walk to the seminar or whatever. He was like, man, you ain't going to believe this. I'm like, what happened? He was like, so the wife was there to sign the contract or whatever the case may be, but the husband wasn't. Ooh. And the husband was on his way home to sign the contract, but while he was on his way home to sign the contract, another offer came in. Oh, no. Yeah, so it officially knocked our offer out. You know what mm. I mean? We wasn't the only one no more. Mm. Um so what they did was they, I guess they call themselves making it fair, even though they had accepted our offer already. They was like, look, we'll make it fair. Come with y'all highest and best first thing in the morning. Oh, yeah. Wow. So they made it a competition. Really? So I had to um, add an extra 20 grand on the offer. Yeah. And um, I ended up winning. But I still had good equity in the property because I think I paid 360 And at the time, it was worth like um, 390 I would have got it for 340 and it would have been worth 390 I mean, I still had a little equity, but not as much as I would have had had I not had to put the extra twenty on it. So you would you would have got that money back on closing that twenty thousand. Yeah. yeah. So you was hot. I wasn't too hot because I still won. Like I was able to buy my interest rate down to two and a half percent. You know okay. what I mean? I was still able to get my mortgage down to where I needed to, and I was still able to live for free. And I kept all of my money. On top of that, I still walked away from the closing table with five thousand dollars because at the time the market wasn't as crazy as it is now. You can get sellers concessions. And I got a $10,000 seller's concession, you know what I mean, from the other side. I mean, I used some of it to buy the interest rate down. The other just came back to me. And then you, you had, like, another property with, that you got with, the, with your girl at the time? Yeah, yeah, with my ex-girlfriend. We went and got a second one um, through her because my mortgage counselor, he was like, man, it's what you do. He was like, man, bring her back. Y'all ain't married, you know what I'm saying? You run the same play. And um, after you close, you just add your name to the deed or whatever the case may be. And that's just kind of like what we did. And um, that property ended up being worth like a million dollars. We only paid like 879000 nice. for it. Yeah. Y'all, and, still, y'all still got that house together? Yeah, we still got it. Okay. Yeah, we just business partners now, though. Okay, that's cool. And on that with an interest rate, like 0.8%. Yeah. You, ever thought about, you ever thought about selling it? No, it's a gem. It's a gold mine. Like, it make money through peer space. It make money through rentals. Like, on top of the equity still going up. So it's like... I ain't gonna sell it. Like and then, at first, y'all wasn't making no money off of it, right? Yeah, because we had that um, a lot of plumbing issues and stuff like that. Um, that was over like the last year or so, but we got that straightened out. Um, uh, a lot of a lot of people would have sold it though. I mean, you know, I'm in it for the long term. I know, like, I know why I got in it. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Like, I I bought a four unit so I can have it for you know 20, 30 years, and then potentially go into like having it pay it off and now it's just cash flow and pass it down to my children like these are the, the options that these type of properties give me 
So it's like, I'm not going to be so quick to sell it off. You know, of course, like, I could essentially, like, go and pull equity out of it. If I really want the money that bad, I can pull equity out of it and go do some other stuff with it. But at this point, I'm operating in the real estate space where, like, I know how to get money necessarily without going to get it out of my properties. And I still have the option to go and get it out of my properties if I need to. The um the thirty three thousand dollar plumber issue. How sick was you when when the, your plumber told you how much how much it was going to cost? So initially it was just supposed to be sixteen, and then um the sixteen thousand didn't fix it, and then they had to come back and do some more, and it was another seventeen, and that's what made it thirty three total. Wow. Yeah, and I was salty, like sick, because essentially it depleted all of my like money that I had stacked up, like, and I was just like. You know, when you in a specific space financially and you good and you got to, like, you know what I mean, run through your liquid, you be mm-hmm. like, uh, <laughs> like, uh, like, you know what I mean? Just, Did you get other estimates or no? Yeah, but they just. It was all the same? Man, it was going to be higher the same. And I just ain't really with cheap labor, you know what I mean? A lot okay. of them didn't come with, you know what I mean, warranties, insurance, like that kind of stuff. So, like, you can't always go the cheapest route. Sometimes you got to go the route that's going to, like, really, like, be the best for, like, your property and protect your property. Like, I got a. 15-year warranty on that plumbing, like all kind of stuff that I probably wouldn't have got if I would have got a cheaper plumbing job, you know? They wouldn't have got the, the right permits and everything that they were supposed to get to get the job done in a timely manner. The city didn't shut the job down, like none of that kind of stuff. So mm. It worked out. And then, too, like I also see and understand why, like I say, plumbers get paid so much, bro. Like they they do a lot. Like they they do. They, they be in shit water. They be in like roaches. Like it just be it just be a lot going on in those sewers and in those pipes that we as people who like live above the ground don't necessarily know or understand. But man, when they go in them pipes and they go in the ground, like they dealing with a whole lot of stuff. So like man, whatever them people are asking for, just get them their money. <laughs> like for real, just, just get them their money because right. they deserve it. Like because mm-hmm. it's. Ooh, it's a it's nasty, crazy. dirty job, man. No, it is. Oh, yeah, it's a no, dirty job. I know, I know. Yeah, and since then too, like, um, like this, I've learned so much more in real estate, bro. Like where I'm like, like, like not trying to buy multiple houses at one time, just all of those different things, and it kind of like started just from you know that first NACA deal, and it, and it just kind of like set me up and allowed me to be free and step away from my job and just be able to educate myself more, be able to like come and network with people who are in the same space with me, who are smarter than me, I can learn from them. Now I can take this information and go back and apply it to my business. And different things that I'm doing now um, all started from, like I say, that first property. And I tell people all the time, man, essentially, like, all you need is just that one, you know what I mean, and that one to change your life. How are you with learning? Are you constantly growing and learning from different people? Or are you kind of like, all right, I think I got it for now? No, I'm always learning. like last year, I started hanging out with a whole new group of people. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. a group of investors, and um, I've just learned how to scale my real estate business in a different way. Like I said, essentially, I was starting, you know, what I mean, with first-time home buyers programs, stuff like FHA, different stuff like that. Now, I'm going out buying two houses at a time because, like, I'm around guys like Lamont, like Henry. You know what I mean? Guys like Welby, like Aselli. Oh, like Welby. You know I mean? Yeah, I like, I like, like you know what I mean? Like, so these are people that I'm learning from. These, these are like this is the company that I keep. I'm not just like following them on the internet. These are my associates. I fly out, be in the same room with these guys, have dinner with these guys, learning strategies from these guys. And um, the same strategies they use, I've now started to apply to my business, going out to get, you know what I mean, hard money loans, finding off-market deals for dirt cheap. Like, I just bought a house for $80,000. It's worth $150,000. Right. You know what I mean? And after I fix it up, it's going to be worth 300000 but I'm going to be all in at two hundred. You know what I mean? So it's just, like, just a lot of room, like, to just make profits. And I'm not using none of my own money for real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So 
like all of these different things that I'm learning about and finding out about through just networking and being around other people, man. It's just like real cool, and the internet has allowed me to do that. Do you have a property manager, or you do everything yourself? Uh, I manage everything myself right now. Uh, There's no need for me to have a property manager. I don't have a job, you know what I mean? So essentially, me running my properties is like my job because a property manager is going to take about 10%, you know what I mean? Sometimes less, possibly more, depending on the area or whatever is going on. Um, And that's a lot of your profit, you know what I mean? Because your profit each month ain't going to be... You know, you ain't, you ain't talking 100, 20, 30. Like, you know what I mean? We talking small margins when it comes to real estate profits, depending on, like, how many doors you got. The more doors, the more profits. But if you, shit, four doors, you don't need a manager. He gonna, that's going to eat up all your profits. You ain't going to have no money left over. How you how you get your tenants? You use a realtor or you do it yourself? Um, Sometimes I do it myself. Sometimes I use a management company. It just depends on how I'm feeling at the time. I'm just like, you know, if I had a time to, like, do my own, you know, due diligence as far as background checks and all that. But I found it easier in the city, um, in the city of Chicago, to use a property manager. But in my property in the suburbs, I just find my own tenants because it's a whole lot easier and the laws are way more lenient. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was about to ask you about the um, the importance of um, when you got the per, the flood prevention center mm-hmm. in that property. Yeah. How important was that for you? Uh, I mean, it was super important. It saved me a ton of money over time because I have a garden unit apartment. In a garden unit apartment, um, that's essentially where, like, one of the apartments is below ground. You know what I mean? In Chicago, we have basements and, like, you know, like I said, garden unit apartments. And one of my units is down there. And that apartment generates about fifteen, sixteen hundred $1,600 a month. And if it keeps flooding, nobody's going to want to live there. You know what I mean? So that's essentially going to eliminate monthly income on top of keep causing damage because I'm going to have to keep getting the water fixed. It's going to cause mold. You know what I mean? All of those different things. So me getting that system put in for the $33,000 at one time probably is going to save me way more than that over a 30-year term on top of it adds value to my property because, you know, when you update plumbing, electrical roof, certain things, like that adds value to your property. And this just wasn't a normal plumbing job. This is something that protects the property for a lifetime. You know what I mean? Everybody don't have this. So when an inspector come out or appraiser come out and they see you have a floor present flood prevention system put on your property, that'll get you, you know what I mean, a little bit more value than a house next door because, you know, that house might flood. Have you had to evict anybody? Ooh, not legally evict anybody or through the court, <laughs> but I have had one tenant who tried to, like, pull it through the pandemic. But, again, that apartment, it was flooding. So instead of me getting it fixed, I just let it keep on flooding, you know what I mean? <laughs> While he was down there, he had a dog. It was just like it was – Real bad for him, so he got up out of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just didn't get it fixed until he moved. I could have got it fixed, but I did. And I'm just like, I'm gonna let my fuck keep. So he tried. He tried to get a uh, the year. The year he tried to do the year. Man, lasted about a month and a half. Like he was so tired of poop water and all that shit coming up out the ground on him because it rained a lot that summer. He was like, man, I gotta go. Like I got this dog down here. This is nasty. Okay. So yeah, he got up out of that. How many doors you got in total? Uh, right now. Um, I got eight, and then two under contract. Two under contract, so you're gonna have ten. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <clears throat> I like that. Okay, so what would you tell somebody that's wanting to get into real estate? Like, what would you tell them? What's the first step? Um, educate yourself more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, learn as much as you can. Yeah. Don't just like try to just jump into anything without you know learning having mean a plan for yourself you know what i mean really like setting like 
like goals and like dates for yourself because a lot of people they'll get on the internet and they'll think like all of the stuff that you see as far as the whole financial literacy space is easy whether it be stock investing crypto options real estate trucking everybody think everything is so easy but it's not there's a process and everything takes time and in that time you should be educating yourself and learning as much as you can because when things do like start to take off and start to pick up for you, it's gonna go fast. And if you don't know nothing, it's gonna go real fast. And then before you know it, you're gonna be upside down on your mortgage because you didn't sign a bad deal. Like just like just some crazy stuff because you just didn't do the due diligence and just like the right research that you were supposed to do to protect yourself and to protect your family. Because what you don't realize is a mortgage means for life. That's 30 years. Like mm. ain't no getting out of that, ain't no backing out of that. It's just like, man, you stuck essentially unless you sell it and sometimes selling it ain't a good idea because you might be like i say upside down at that point the house might not be worth what you know what i mean you pay for it at that time it's what the, it's just what it is the market goes up and down sometimes it's like that so what you want to do like i said is put yourself in a position where you know how to buy right you know what i mean you understand interest rates you understand points and fees all of these different things that lenders are putting out there on these um uh on these mortgages you know what i mean when you're applying for them instead of you just signing your name on it and not knowing that man you finna be out of thousands and thousands of dollars over time over time you just signed a lifetime contract essentially so man my main thing is always educate as much as you can before you do anything okay yeah okay. how proud of you is your aunt, your aunt is of you oh my whole family boy they go crazy for real? Like, they go crazy for me um it's sometimes you can like you know feel like you know the awkwardness in the air the weirdness in the air because it's just like you know sometimes people just don't know how to deal with you or talk to you when you like you know you in a certain space or whatever um but i always try to you know just be polite and show love and try to be helpful because i don't want nobody to think that you know mm -hmm. i didn't change or like you know i feel like i'm better than them or nothing like nah more than anything i want to share this information with y'all and help y'all and um my family embraces so much and they love it so much and they look at me like you know like dude made it. like who are you like you know what i mean at this mm -hmm. point because you was the you was the dude that we was worried about like you know what i mean both your parents was on drugs like you had to get adopted like you know what i mean we just didn't know what was gonna happen with you and man now look at you like you know what i mean you like you come back trying to save everybody like mm -hmm. you know what i mean like yo just and i and i think that's actually like one of the coolest feelings, like, you know, all of the followers, like, you know, having a brand, people support me, all of that stuff, cool and everything. But it's like the love that I get from my family and the response that I get from my family and the way that I'm able to, like, assist my family and, like, my close friends and stuff like that. Like, that's, like, what I mean the most. And that's what, like, touched me the most when those people that I know personally that I grew up with, you know what I mean, that, like, helped raise me, I'm able to assist them. Like, that's what I mean the most to me. Do they, I mean, do they allow you to educate them? Or is it kind of just like, <laughs> give me a hundred, you know, dollars. It, give yeah, it'd be like that a lot of times. Okay. It'd be like that a okay. lot of times. But some people listen. And then, too, some people just, like, you know, it gets to a point where, like, they just really understand, like, man, my life is so, like, you know, behind, like, credit, you know, all mm -hmm, of those different mm -hmm. things. They feel like it's too late for them. Mm -hmm. But I try to tell people all it's the time, it's late. not. It's never too late. Like, yeah, like. You got all of that going on, but you got to not be scared to go and look at it, identify it, and start working on it. You know what I mean? Most people be so scared to pull their credit score, see what's yes. on it, because they know it'd be this messed up. Like, yes. But it's like the only way that you're going to be able to fix it is if you go, like, take no. your head on. 
Like, you got to go see what's going on. It's like, man, I don't know. I don't even want to see it. Like, you know your shit fucked up. That's what's going on. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And right. then you don't want to show it to anybody else. Mm-hmm. I have that conversation with anybody else. But, man, all of this stuff starts with transparency. I have a book called Renaissance's Five-Step Guide on Getting Your Shit Together. The first chapter in my book is self-evaluation. Mm-hmm. Like, man, having that conversation with yourself, having that sit down with yourself, really, like, Telling yourself, I'm not where I'm supposed to be yet. I could be doing way better, and I deserve to be doing way better. And when you do that, like I say, it starts, like, with being transparent. You got to go sit down with somebody, a financial, you know what I mean, advisor, you know what I mean, maybe your mom, your dad, somebody in your family who know got their shit together financially. But, like, look, I'm trying to get this thing figured out, bro. My credit score 420 right now. Like, I just ain't, don't know what's going on. Like, I got all kind of debt. How can I get this in order? Like, those conversations are necessary, and don't be embarrassed about it. Like, because everybody got to start somewhere, shit. Man, I, like I said, I was behind on my rent, child support, like, credit cards, phones. Like, all that shit was in collections. Dug myself out of all that shit. Now I'm in the 800, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got platinum Amexes. Motherfucking get the best interest rates across the board mm-hmm. on anything I want. Like, I got people offering me just everything for essentially free because my credit score just say I can trust you. Like, you know what I mean? Right. And um, most people are scared to, like, you know, just get on that path and start building because the internet make everything seem like it's, like, yeah. it be overnight and instant. But it's yeah. like, no, nah, everything is a process. And if you want to, you know what I mean? Get to like your goal. You need to start your process today because the longer you take to start, the longer it's gonna take you to get to your goal. Is it like is it like real real bad in Chicago or is that or is that like media? Huh? It's media. It's media. Like it's like it's like here. Like it's just concentrated. Like in certain areas, you are gonna have violence. Just it's just it's poverty. Like you know what I mean? It's food deserts. They don't got no good food. You know what I mean? They like. They, everybody on drugs, like, yeah, this is this is designed to be like this. Like, no, Chicago and bad. Chicago probably the most beautiful city in the world. Like, if you come to Chicago, bro, like, you will love it. Go downtown, the north side, even the south side. Like, just Chicago is amazing. But, like I say, because of the the rap music and the media there, try to make it seem like, you know what I mean? And also, Chicago is a big city, so when it's a lot of murders, it's huge. It's a bunch of people. So, yeah, it's going to be more murders than the average place because there's way more people. New York got a lot of murders. L.A., it's the, it's, the population is bigger, so the numbers are going to be bigger. You know what I mean? So it sounds way worse because there are a lot of people, but it's the same as any other hood anywhere else. You know what I mean? Shit, I've been alive for however many years I've been alive for moving around, happy, doing good. Like You know what I'm saying? Like It's just like don't, don't let the media trick you, you know what I mean, and, and think certain stuff because it ain't like that. Okay. Of course, like I said, you got your spots, but at the end of the day, shit, I do good. I'm out here flourishing, thriving. I walk down the street smoking, walking my dogs, like, you know, <laughs> like gunshots in my videos and all that old kind of shit. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. What would you tell your younger self if you could talk to your younger self? Like, what would you say? Good question. Man, you're going to be all right. Mm-hmm. You're going to be all right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, just keep pressing. Everything you're going through, um, you're supposed to go through, and it's, you know, building you up to get to your ultimate purpose and your ultimate goal. You don't know what that is right now because you're too young and you're going through it, but you're going to be all right. Mm -hmm. Did you ever feel like you couldn't make the same mistakes as, like, your peers because of how you was coming up? Um, No, because most of my peers was po' too. Mm. Like, most of my peers was fucked up too. Like, you know what I mean? It was just, like, we all, like, got it out the mud. Like, my homies who went to the NBA and stuff, like, they struggled. They ain't had, like, rich parents or none of that. Like, it was times where, like, we, we had to figure it out together. Like, man, I got some money today. You hungry? Like, 
Oh, you know, man. like I ain't got no money today. You got some money today. Like we'll just like, you know, we'll figure it out, man. Like and it's but like I say, those kind of circumstances though, like if you don't let them like break you, shit make you strong, bro. That yeah, shit make you a hustler. Yeah. That shit like you know make you a killer out here. Like mm-hmm. that's how that's why I am how I am right now. Like, you know what I mean? I ain't don't nothing intimidate me, don't nothing scare me. Like I'm willing to take risk, like bet on myself a hundred percent of the time because I already know like I made it through like some of the worst shit already. So it's like whatever else presented to me, like whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what are you wearing right now? This is your clothing line. Let's talk about uh, it. Yeah. So I have a brand. It's cute. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> so I have a brand called uh, Mindset Matters. Um, he has on one of my t-shirts. Oh, that is he my. Does. Uh, that's my logo t-shirt. That's the, okay. That's where's the mine? I ain't okay. Know, all, I ain't all right. Gonna be out oh, all right. I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, he's wearing the staple, um, the logo T-shirt. I like that. And um, this is my happiness is greater than money T-shirt. Oh, and um, I, I have a, two other designs: books are the keys and happiness over everything. And these are just like um, you know, just my day to day beliefs and morals that I walk with. And um, it's almost like my way of putting positivity into the universe without mm-hmm. saying anything. Because when I walk around with these shirts, these hats, different things on, you see how many people stop me on a regular basis. Like, man, I like that. Like, where can I get it? Like, just like, I, it get a, a lot of attention. And I know it get attention from the right people because those are the people who understand the message that the shirt mm-hmm. is portraying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I sell a lot of merch. Um, and like I said, I get stopped all the time. People ask me for my websites and everything. What I need to start doing is pop-up shops more than anything. Mm. I know, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I get a lot of people who ask me about it. And I just be like, man, just go to my website. And, you know, for whatever reason, <laughs> people don't like to buy off websites. Yeah. Yeah. Like, man, can you just bring me one? Like, no, man, that's why I have a website to make my life easier. I'm not going to have a delivery service. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um, it's something that I think I'm going to have to start doing. People are lazy, man. Man, yeah, man. People just want to oh, drop it off to them. But, um, yeah, it's been doing very well and it's been received very well. And um, I like the brand because there's a mission and a purpose behind it. My mission is not to make money. My mission is to spread awareness about mindset and let people know like I say, it's not about your circumstances, it's more about your mindset and the way that you think. And um, if you think the right way, you can do anything. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Besides Brian Denali, um, do you plan on investing in other artwork? Um, so, of course, I got calls, like you said, Brian Donnelly, um, Donnelly yeah. the calls joints. I also have um, a couple Hebrew Brantley pieces, too. Um, in addition to those... When I saw your video, I was like, man, I got to start investing in artwork. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool, Yeah, man. I know, and, um, I know. And it's something that you think a lot of people don't know about, but now it's starting to take off. It's just like Jordans and all the other stuff. Like, people just, like, you know, they 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 want they want what's valuable. And also, it looked cool. Like, yeah. my artwork, right. like I said, helped make me money from peer space because people like to use my artwork in the background of their music videos, photos, and all of that kind of stuff. So not only does it go up in value, and at some point, I'll sell it for more than what it's worth, but it's also generating cash flow now because people want to use it, like I say, as background, like for their uh, creativity and stuff like that. Um, Can you name any of the rappers that, that took pictures, like in front of your spots and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, I had corporate come through there. Um, I had this uh, guy named Luke Banter come through there. Uh, who else came through? Um, I've had um, a marijuana company come through there. Uh, yeah, I've had a couple corporate gigs, a cleaning company called Sprayway come through. And, um, yeah, man, it's just good passive income, you know, without you having to necessarily do anything. You know what I mean? And it's not like an all-day thing. They don't got to, like, stay the night or nothing like Airbnb. They just come and, like, rent your space for a little while, then they get up out of there. 
But I'm considering um, looking into Airbnb as well in the future because Airbnb go crazy in the mm-hmm. neighborhoods and my properties I in. Doing Houston. You got to come out here. See that <laughs> you keep on talking to me about coming to Houston, fam. <laughs> you trying to do a deal or something? Uh, no, nah, I mean, I'm, tr- I'm trying to get more investors out here. Uh, okay. Like, all my guests, I'm trying to get y'all out here. Okay. Like, Jason White coming out here. I mean, your girl out here, you know, you might as well come out here. For sure. Uh, <laughs> he's like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. What don't you like about the Houston market? Um, I don't find anything I don't like about any market. I try to find stuff that I like about every market. You know what I mean? Because I okay. feel like every market you can make money in depending on the numbers. That's if you true. run the numbers the right way. You know what I mean? It's all about just understanding that market, you know? Um, and I understand my market and I've learned other people's markets as well. Because like I said, I got buddies who invest in Arkansas. I got buddies who invest in small towns in Louisiana. I got buddies who invest in Dallas. Like, you know what I mean? I got people who are investing everywhere and um, everybody uses a different strategy for their particular market. And uh, those strategies work well for those investors, but probably wouldn't work well in the other markets, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're just comfortable right now where you are? I'm comfortable right now where I, where I am. Okay. I'm still okay. learning. and um, Your kids out there? Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm going to start branching off. You know what I mean? I'm going to start branching you off should. soon. Um, yeah, Houston is probably, like I say, going to probably be the first place I come. I did a flip with my homie in Arkansas. And like you said, my girl is a real estate agent, so and she's an agent in Texas and Houston, so it just makes sense for me to you know, come start coming down here. You got any more questions, Courtney? No, I don't. You're super interesting, though. Like, I want a shirt. I want a hat. Okay. I want everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Okay, sure I, I, get that. I'm going to do it like an either-or question, and it will be done. Okay. That's cool. Right. Take your time. Jordan, Jordans or Yeezys? Right. <laughs> Jordans, boy. <laughs> All right. Um, peer space or Airbnb? Um, I haven't done Airbnb, um, so I will, I will go with peer space, but I hear uh, Airbnb is really, really good. I mean, uh, she do Airbnb, and she make a killing with that shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, rent a property or peer space? Rental property all day. Oh, earn your leisure rats and gems. They essentially the same thing because they own the same network. But they got different different platforms though. I mean, but you know, earn your leisure is (laughs) like (laughs) it's like the major, and then rats and gems like like under the umbrella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, you can say both if you want to. Um, yeah, both. Yeah, because I rock with both. I work with Troy and Rashad and Matt and Kiana, all them my people. Okay, stocks or NFTs. Stocks. I ain't never bought an NFT in my life. Okay. <laughs> Rats and gems are bigger pockets. Ooh. That's tough. That's tough. Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, Rats and gems because it's just like, they're my people. Like, got you know more relationship yeah, with them? I got more relationship with them than my people. Yeah. Okay, cool. Money or equity? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we talking heavy now. <laughs> um, give me equity, man. Equity? Yeah, I want For ownership. Real? People be saying money, though. Ownership, bro. Ownership okay. is where it's at. Like, cause the thing is, like, if you don't own shit, you can't control shit. You don't control none. You got all the money in the world. You don't own shit, boy. You can't control nothing. I okay. own this shit. Your yeah. money don't move me because I own this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm if you gotta that. come with the right amount of money in order to, for me to move anything. Like, yeah. you know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I definitely have equity, and equity equals ownership. Two million followers or rental property. <laughs> Wait, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, okay, those, that's a good. That's a yeah, good those, one. Two million like, followers or rental property. You can make a, a lot of one. money that's with the two million one. followers. You can definitely you make can. a lot of money. I mean, with, you could buy a rental property, but it depends. But you saying rental property like shit? That could be an eighty unit. Uh, that's true too. One, 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 uh, just a house, a house. A house. Okay, just one. Yeah, house. Like a three bedroom. I, man, 
change. You know, no, you know, give me the give me the house because I'm a that's gonna grow in equity. It's gonna pay me every month. It's okay. some, it's something real. Shit, if internet shut down tomorrow, them two million followers gone. Like if somebody decides to steal my page, <laughs> hack true. my page, any of that shit, that shit over with. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah, give me the house. Yeah. Eight fifty credit score a million dollars. Mm. Cause you can access a million dollars in credit with an eight fifty credit score. Yeah. Other people I'll money easy, but I, no, I'll give me the money. Give you the money. <laughs> <laughs> give me the cash. Yeah, I take the cash. Um, Ellis, I, I was gonna say with the money, I could just be my own bank. Okay. I had to be my own bank. Okay. LLC or S corp. I got S corps. S corp. Yeah. Okay. Business credit or regular credit. <clears throat> Both. Both. Because at the end of the day, they're going to use your regular credit to start, to start up the business. Okay. Yeah. Rich dad, poor dad, or Rich dad, poor dad. or money master the game by Tony <laughs> Robinson. Mm. You still going? You still going with yeah. Rich dad, poor dad? Yeah. Okay. Because that's the, that's that's what that was started off. Like, yeah, that's like that shifted my mind. That book is what made me want to read Money Master the Game. Like, if I hadn't picked up Rich Dad Poor Dad. I looked at Money Master the Game like, boo, for read this big ass book. Like, you okay. know what I'm saying? Like that. Rich Dad, Poor Dad set my mind right for me to go and start taking in all of the other pertinent information that I need to take in from the other books. Because if my mind wasn't right, just looking at that thick-ass book would have, like, ran me away from it. I'm not going to read eight, 900 pages of this shit. You crazy. Okay. Yeah. Um, Kanye West or Fat Joe? Kanye. Kanye? Okay. Okay. All right. All right, cool, cool. All right, that, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Oh, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> yes, that's you did good. Thank you, thank yes. you. No. You didn't like it? Yeah, I don't It seems kind of slow. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Not in a bad way, but it just seems a little slower there. That's it. It's like a live audible. That's it. That's it. We're done. Yeah. Thank All right. you. Thank you so much. You're welcome.